So we did a crazy thing over the weekend here at Capture HQ. And actually, before I tell you, I'll give you some context. Are you ready? Okay, so the Capturevians in our highest tier know how the blog post feature inside of Capture works. Essentially, we've given you the choice of which type of blog post you want to generate. And we've based that choice on the three highest ranking blog post types that the search engines love. So those are how-to blogs, listicle blogs, and Q&A blogs. And so each time a Capturevian would go into Capture, choose which type of blog post they want for that episode, choose the, sp- the specific topic they want Capture to generate the blog post for, and then go ahead and set up the template or populate one and then edit it, right? And we've on one hand been getting a ton of people loving that they can rely on Capture to create a specific type of blog post for them. And on the other, wanting to be able to get all types of blog posts out of Capture. And you know what the, that crazy thing is that we did? Yep, we opened up all the types of blog posts, which means that Capturevians on our highest tiered plan, the SEO Boost plan, will now get not just one, not even three, but four types of blog posts that they can create and publish for just one podcast episode. Can you just imagine the amount of discoverability potential there is with this amount of content for your podcast? It's insane. But I think we also know that the words are just one piece of the blog post SEO puzzle. And so while we did this incredibly exciting thing for our Capturevians, it would be remiss of me to not also go into how to make the most of the blog posts. How to really fire that SEO juice up inside each and every one of your blog posts. So that's what we'll be talking about today. The three really simple additions you can make to your blog post to supercharge them with even more discoverability juice. My name is Deidre Shen, CEO and co-founder of Capture, the fastest way to repurpose and market your expert content. And this is the Grow My Podcast Show. Hey you, so good to have you join us again. And yes, by us, I mean myself and my co-founder, Bonna Rai. Hello. Hello. Okay, so I want to jump straight into the awesomeness of blog posts because I feel like it's one of the most unsexy things about content creation, let's just say. Yes, loved by many, but also just no one wants to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you regaled me with something awesome that happened at one of the Nerd Out Thursday sessions, which... If you're a Capturevian and you don't know what this is, you are missing out because these are bi-weekly sessions that you get to jump on a Zoom call and talk directly to my co-founders, both Bonner and Ash, which are really the dynamic duo. I'm just, I'm I'm just a side piece, really. That's another podcast. (laughs) But yes, can you, so can you tell us, Bonner, that, that story, that particular story of what happened in that particular nerd out Thursday session about blog posts. Yes. So we were having a completely unrelated conversation, I think, about our new feature at Creative Studio, which if you haven't checked it out, it's amazing. And one of our Capturevians, Capture Collective Capturevians, Kara, hi Kara, if you're listening, sort of, you know, put her hand up and I wanted to make sure that we didn't we didn't miss her question. And I came back around to ask her, you know, what it was about Creative Studio she needed help with or, or understanding. And she said, actually this is completely unrelated. But I think it was over the weekend or last week. I just wanted to share. I, I, I love your blog post and what you've done there with, with Capture. And I actually have my, my first sponsored blog post going out live. And we all were like, wait, what? Rewind. What? 
And then she's like, yeah, I've even got the invoice already, the, the PayPal, you know. And I was like, all of this is happening so quickly. I'm like, okay, Carrie, you need to tell us because she's not someone who's seeking sponsorship. She has a really great mindfulness podcast. She creates a really a lot of really great content, does not see herself as an influencer blogger in, by any stretch of the imagination, but she has been putting a lot of work into her blog posts and using Capture for that. And she said, yeah, she's just been consistent and f- focusing her efforts on that. And someone actually, you know, discovered her completely cold, reached out. She thought it was a scam. Yeah. It was just not on her mind. And yeah. she said, no, it's legit because this person, you know, got the payment details, the payments already come through and it's being published very soon. And we were like, that is incredible, especially in a relatively saturated space. Yeah, that is so crazy because, and the thing is, as podcasters, we we know and we may, some of us might be thinking a lot about how we get a podcast sponsored, how we get yeah. paid for that. But this is something that a lot of us podcasters just haven't even thought about. There is this massive untapped gold mine potential in our blog post as well, which is crazy. Totally. And the fact that Kara is being able to monetize essentially what Capture has created for her for blog posts. It's like, it. I'm so, I'm, I don't know, I'm so proud and honored and all the things, you know, that comes with like being like, wow, we've actually been able to help people in this way, exactly. which is so it was cool. awesome. Such a highlight of the week. Awesome. Okay. So I, so given that I, I, I wanted to almost have Bonner repeat that story just to underline to everyone, to you listening, just how much power a blog post can have. Yes, you know, we are big believers in blog posts having the discoverability potential so you can get your podcast and your business found. But in and of itself, just based on Kara's story, it can actually be monetized in its own right, which is so difficult. Amazing. Okay. So, what we're going to talk about as it relates to blog posts in this episode is actually a specific part of blogging, which is the rich media component. So I'm sure that we've, I think we've, have we spoken about SEO? Yes, we have spoken about SEO before because that's multiple times. Multiple times. That's a big thing that we do. We do put a lot of, a lot of thought and effort into. And we've mentioned rich media as an overall concept. And some people might be like, what is this rich media thing that you're talking about? And don't worry, we're going to get there, but we're actually going to dive deeper. We're going to actually unpack three types of rich media assets that you can be creating really simply, really quickly that will help you get that SEO juice. And, and we'll also explain how, but let's get into exactly what we mean by rich media first and foremost. Yeah. So rich media is just uh, not even a fancy word. It's kind of a semi-technical word for anything that describes like a visual visual element on a page. Mm-hmm. So that could be videos, that could be images, static images, that could be, you know, I think those are probably the two main things. That's just now that I think about it. Mm. Or even like, you know, it's like those little like players of some sort. Yeah. Anything beyond text that yeah. brings the content to life for you on the page. Yes. Okay. So that is what rich media is. So we're going to break down, as I said, three really simple things that you could be doing. And let's get into the first one. So the first one is one that I actually think is one of the probably most missed opportunities because it is so stupidly. Like, even I think that I don't think we do it consistently. Mm. And we're like, we should do better at this. Right? Is quote cards. Mm. Okay. So quote cards. Let's talk about that. And the reason why quote cards are so powerful is because they're just so shareable. Mm. Now, the first, I, I do, let me step back a little bit. When we talk about images, on a page, especially on a blog post. The reason why images are so powerful is because when they have the, especially the right metadata as well, 
that's linked to them. It's actually in and in and of itself searchable. So if anyone has gone onto Google, you will know that there's a little a tab that you can where you can just search images. And a lot of times those images are actually things that were embedded in a blog post, like on a page somewhere, because obviously mm. you had to. It's, it's the internet, right? And so it's internet 101. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. And so that's how you need to think about the images that you create, which is how can they be in and of themselves in their own right searchable and quote and and not just searchable but also shareable because a lot of people sometimes search images because they want to repurpose them themselves they want to reuse them maybe in their own blog posts they want to be able to share it on social media and so quote cards are just one of the most searchable and shareable assets that you can create mm. and I again I struggle with this myself so I'm not going to profess that you know we have all the answers but quote cards on what used to be like on like from social media as well, those can also be embedded. So you can actually link, from my understanding, because I'm no, I'm no expert at this. That's why I have Bonner on here with me. <laughs> but you can actually link to your social media from a quote card post. Did I say that the right way? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> embed in some way. Embed. Yeah. And that actually gives even more, like, when you start to think about it, you go, okay, your, your image can be searched. People click on that image, they go to your blog post, they see that that image is actually linked to also a social media account. Like you can start to see how your world, you start to encompass that particular audience member who's just found you, who's just discovered you completely cold. You're starting to wrap your world around them, which is super cool. Okay, so let's talk about quote cards and how, first of all, if you had any thoughts to, to add to, you know, what I just mentioned, but also how we can actually create them really easily. Yeah, no other thoughts because that's right. It's really about uh, shareability is such a key misunderstood and less understood part of it, mm. part of the the process. The number of times even, yeah, when we Google search and we like discover someone, we're like, oh, I love that they talk about this overall content aside from the quote. But really in terms of how you want to go about it, it's, and there's lots of different formats that you can take with it, right? It could be very, very simple where it's, you know, it's just a static image. You've got the right metadata on it. So it does surface up for the right things in, in context. And that can be a really visually powerful thing just on your website, just bang, just hits you in the eyeballs and you're like, okay, mm. yeah, I really, that's really made me feel something. Or you can do a little bit more with it where you do, do make it a little bit more animated, but essentially everything you need for this production process is in Canva. And there's lots of different templates you can use around that. And really, I think the, the most important thing is picking the right quote for mm -hmm. that context of your page. So a process that we go through is our, for the podcast our podcast editor, she pulls out all the different quotes that came from the episode using Capture and she'll just, you know, kind of highlight the ones that she thinks would be good in context of the flow of our of our page. And, you know, we'll just go in and pick one or two that we think is most powerful. But it's really, I think, just picking something that's going to like either crystallize the point that you're making in, on, on this particular page or creating further curiosity, maybe because it's a specific point of view. Um, yes. So that's, that's kind of what you want to look out for when creating a quote, quote card. Yes. Awesome. And by the way, almost everyone who's a Capturevian has access to quotes. It's inside Creative Studio under Potent Quotables. That's the third tab inside Creative Studio. So go forth and quote. <laughs> and be quoted. And be quoted. All right. So that is the first type of rich media that is an absolute no-brainer to start doing because it is so simple. And when we get back, we're going to cover the other two types, which is going to blow your mind a little bit. So hang with us. 
Yo, what's going on? This is Vinny Padestivo, host of I Have a Podcast. And I want you to meet every podcasting entrepreneur's best friend, Capshow, the fastest way to market and grow your podcast. An AI-powered podcast copywriter, Capshow turns your episode audio files into an episode title, a description, show notes, social media captions, emails, a blog post, a LinkedIn article, curated quotes, a YouTube description, and a full transcript in under 10 minutes. So you can reach more people on more platforms in a lot less time with your podcast. In fact, Capshow was created by marketers. So every piece of copy it writes is designed to hook your audience in and have them pressing play ASAP. So try Capshow for free. It's at www.capsho.com. Sign up takes less than 30 seconds and there is no credit card required. Head to capshow.com and sign up for a free trial today. All right. Okay. So we've covered in this episode, we are covering rich media components in that really you should be adding all of them really to your blog post. Now, again, we say this as, you know, it's, I am very much like a do what I say, not as I do, because but I'll do better. Yeah. 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 Because I'm not at all saying that we do this consistently well for our own blog posts, but we, we're trying to get there. Like this is what we're striving towards. So we've covered the first type of rich media, which is an absolute no-brainer to do, which is quote cards. Because, hey, we've given you the quotes inside of a show. All you have to do is choose the ones that you like, go over to Canva, brand up your own template, stick it in there, and voila, you have quote cards. Why are you laughing at me, brother? No, it's good. That's exactly. I just love the very important step of stick it in there. Stick it in there. Exactly. All right. So let's get to the second type of rich media. Mm. which is video. Mm. Everyone's favourite sexy form of rich media. <laughs> I'm just trying to, because I feel like you said, we're gonna, we need to blow people's minds, right? So I'm really oh, we're, we're, trying to it's, 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 it's all coming. It's coming in the, I mean, video is not the most sexiest <laughs> thing, but whoa, wait until you hear what type of video. And I would say videos in the plural that you could be doing for this. Yes. Okay, so I was about to sneeze, so... <laughs> We should really take a video of this particular pod. We're in our Sunday finest, which is pajamas, basically. <laughs> yeah, we are recording this in our pajamas. I was about to sneeze. It's so much good it's content. Great, yeah. yeah. This is super pro- professional. Okay, so let's talk videos. So there's a few types of videos that we can consider putting here. Now, for those who are very short on time, or maybe you're like a little bit lazy about it. Let's just say, I don't want to go, I'm not calling you lazy, but you know, I get it. Sometimes mm. I'm just like, I just can't be bothered trying to think about, you know. Anyway, what you could do is you could just, especially if you have a video style podcast, you could probably just put your, the, and, it's, and it's on YouTube, just put your YouTube, the video podcast on there, mm. right? But there are better ways to do that. So that's one way. If you're like, oh, you know, I hear what you're saying. Let's just, I just want to start small. I just want to like dip my toe in, get started on putting rich media in. You could just do that. Now, not super recommended. But better than nothing. But better than nothing. Yeah. And, oh, and also, sorry. Okay, step back. Why are videos in and of themselves so important for that SEO juice? It's because Google loves videos. Because, as you know, YouTube, owned by Google, I think we all know that by now, 
And so they, when you when you search something, they actually do a really great, as in Google, does a really good job of, of also surfacing relevant videos. And so that's why actually also putting a video on your page really helps people to find your page. Mm. And that page could lead to your business or could lead to your podcast, whatever that is. So video is actually really important, rich media component to put on your blog post. Okay, so that's a, the context. Now let's get back. So number one, no, number one type of video is your video podcast. Yep. Number two type of video. Let's go a little bit shorter than and that's what we call a YouTube segment. So let's talk about YouTube segments. Yes. Well, I think, yeah, they're becoming the favorite part of Capture for me. We're still sort of mastering exactly how to use them. But basically what a YouTube segment is, as Capture creates it for you, is it actually mines that entire episode that you've done, either by yourself or with your guest. And it identifies the most important, most interesting, most searched questions that you've answered in that episode. And this is the brilliant part, is that it actually stitches together the parts across the episode that answer that question. Now, we would spend a ton of time, and that was if we, when we had the time, when we made the time to to do this, to say, okay, so she we're talking about, you know, certain questions that are being answered to find all the relevant bits and then go edit them together. So what, a, what YouTube segments does inside of Creative Studio is that it does that for you, gives you the timestamps. And basically in our case, we just copy and paste those timestamps to our video editor, he finds those timestamps and he does what he does best, which is edits it together. And what comes back is this really powerful, potent three to five minute clip that is entirely your content. Us answers a very specific question in the context of the broader podcast episode. And it is just the perfect thing to put on YouTube just as a standalone asset because it answers a very valuable question and increases the discoverability there. And then to your point, embed it into your blog post for your website as well, because it's just such great companion content and then adds to even further discoverability. So yes. it's just like a real win-win situation. It's so good. It's so good. And the reason why this is, I say, we say that this is better than just your full podcast episode is because it was designed, the YouTube segment itself, as Bonna mentioned, was designed to answer a specific question. And when you think about any kind of search or, you know, getting discovered through search it's always going to be through a specific question slash specific topic and as we all know like our podcast episodes for a lot of us have wide-ranging topics and so it's very very hard or very you know I guess Google is not incentivized to actually surface your podcast episode video because it is it's not super targeted to whatever the person is searching for mm. by and large mainly Whereas if you then create a really a much shorter YouTube segment that does, the likelihood of that actually getting ranked, actually getting dis like surfaced in Google is that much higher. Absolutely. And obviously that's the SEO juice. So yeah. that's why the segments are so, so powerful. And this episode is a really great example for that. You know, obviously it's a, quite a targeted episode, but we're talking about quite a different things like around rich media. Mm. So that particular component that you and I spoke about quote cards or yes. even this particular component would be a segment on its own and we'd have the part about you sticking it in there. That's definitely a big, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't be the segment. But someone who specifically might be searching quote cards or they might be specifically searching, you know, how to in incorporate quotes into, into, their, their, blog into their blog posts. Yeah. So that's a good example. Yes. Okay, so that is videos. And by the way, I do want to say, like, let's talk a little bit about where we should be thinking about putting a video. Because we use, for example, for our podcast website we use PodPage. Mm -hmm. for our blog we actually don't we use squarespace 
And we know that the pod page structure is it actually, if you want to put a video on there, it actually starts with the video and then, and then you go into text and then any other images and et cetera. Now, having worked with, and we're actually doing some really exciting co-creation with Damon Burden, who is an SEO expert, his big recommendation is to not put a video on the top of the page. And that's because whenever, the, the, again, the algorithms that the engine, the search engine will always consume text first. That's how it works. And then it, it, and then it goes to videos and images. So you want to, as much as possible, put your opening parts of text and even potentially all of your text and then your video. Mm. So, yeah, so think about it that way, which is like, how do you at least use the text to really double down on the, the keywords and the topic of that blog post and then put your video? So that's kind of, you know, his recommended guideline around where it's exactly to put a video in your blog post. Hot tip. Yeah, hot tip. Okay, so that's the second. So we've got the first type of rich media, which is the quote card. The second type, which is videos. And the third, and this one's this best. one's a good one. This yeah. one's the best one. And again, this one was borrowed slash stolen from Damon Burden. <laughs> but I can, I feel like I can say that because we're working on this together. But it's the third type is an infographic. Now, first, what is an infographic? I was going to be really silly and be like, it's a graphic of information. But it really, <laughs> I mean, that's why I love it. I think we all love infographics. Mm-hmm. It's anything that visualizes some level of complex information. Yes. That's not easily otherwise digestible. So this can take lots of different forms. We've all seen them, Venn diagrams, really well, nicely tabulated lists, things with buttons and icons. That's essentially an infographic. Graphs, love infographics. Yeah. And you can probably tell yourself, like, tell, you can probably tell yourself (laughs) that infographics are one of the most searched and discovered types of images on the internet. Again, Mm. like when we talk about, even with quote cards around shareability and discoverability, like infographics is pretty much almost the top like I know and and oh we didn't we haven't even spoken about like the likes of Pinterest as a search engine actually yes right but Pinterest like think about the the world of infographic like the things that you find on even on Pinterest so what you could do is then share your blog post on Pinterest via infographic that's the pin right that is the pin like this is anyway so this there's just so much power Mm. in in an infographic Mm. which is super cool and the best thing is again it is actually really simple to create yep. or we you know oh yeah i'm gonna take credit capture makes it really simple for you to create <laughs> okay but let's talk about maybe before we get into what capture can help you create let's talk about some of the types of infographics that are the most i guess a easy to create or simplest to create but also the most attractive by way of from again a discoverability visibility perspective mm, valuable yeah mm-hmm. so that. I would say there's three different types of infographics that are most popular for those reasons. You have, I mean, there's just, there's a reason we love lists, I think. Mm. And and the value of it having on an infographic is, I mean, yeah, you could read it somewhere as well, but really it's just when it's attractively presented because our brain just loves to organize things. And yes. when it's organized in a list in some sort of form, or it's like, these are just the five things you need to remember. And it's done in a way that you can visualize it. I think that's really, really powerful. So Again, don't fix what's not broken. Lists are really, really great. So visual lists is one. The second one are how-to steps. So usually when you're searching, is it's usually you're figuring, trying to figure out some kind of answer. And sure, there's lots of detail you can look into answering that question. But again, an infographic that basically lays out the key steps that you need to either know or remember. 
are just, and maybe it's in some visual form where it shows the interconnectedness between the steps. It shows you how many steps, main mm. steps, because that's half the time where people say, there's only three steps to doing this. Again, we know there's a little bit more detail that goes into it, but your brain can handle that to say, I yes. can do that. Those yeah. three things, that's all I need to remember. Now let me go into the detail. So there's a really, really great, great gateway into, into your content. And then the third is a visualization of some sort of a framework. So an example is, you know, your framework is the traffic pyramid. Mm -hmm. We'll link it. To, we'll link the, the episode we, we covered there. It's a very simple pyramid. Everyone understands a pyramid, right? But, you know, your marketing strategy is laid out in these four tiered pyramid. And it's just the whole episode goes into what the, the pyramid is. But the, the visualization is so simple mm. where it's just a pyramid. And I'm like, yes, I have that infographic in mind. I know there's four tiers and these are the four tiers and it just helps guide the conversation. Yes. So I say those are the three most powerful educational infographics out there. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk about how Capture as, because we have some exciting things coming with Capture, but as it is right now, which by the way, is nothing to sneeze at, I would mm. say. <laughs> definitely not. It can definitely help with a couple of these types of infogra infographics. So let's start with a list. So as you mentioned, a list is just like bullet points of things that are relevant to the topic. Yeah. And I guess the the main thing that you can use out of Capture is the listicle blog posts. Totally. List types. They're not steps. They're like, it's a list. of Listicle list. It's a listicle list. <laughs> listicle list of list items. So let's talk about how you would, you would take the listicle blog post content and turn that into an infographic. Yeah. So basically what I would recommend is when you go inside of Capture, there is a particular block you can add that just gives you the list. List? list it's items. hard, right? It is hard. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm like, what did we call it? And list of list items. And firstly, as always, take a look at what's been picked because not all of them might be relevant. Mm -hmm. And I would say for an infographic, you want to limit it to three to five things. Now, if it's super simple, maybe like people love a top 10 list as well. Mm -hmm. But generally, three to five is really easy to design into a, a visually attractive thing that still feels achievable, but packs a punch. So my recommendation would be look at your listicle list and then pick three to five things. And then you would want to organize it around a topic, which captured if you pick the right topic for the blog post, should already do. So if it's like, you know, these are the things that you need to, these are the five places you need to go and discover, then really that kind of becomes the, the heading of the listicle, sorry, of the infographic, my bad, <laughs> because it could actually just borrow the list listicle heading as well for that. And then, you know, Canva has a ton of infographics. I would search for infographic list, and then that will give you lots of different pre-done formats that mm -hmm. you can just update to your to your branding and then you can go from there one that we did that was really simple for us and actually i did 10 was our episode on top 10 best practices for your show notes so again we just had that from picked up from the conversation that we had on that episode we just you know just kind of made sure that they were the right points you wanted to hit just put it into canva and it's like a super simple easy and very because we know it's a highly searched term yes. even though we don't talk about show notes all the time it's a very highly searched term yes. just makes sense to do it and that would have taken three minutes to create and by the way that particular blog post is con consistently shows up on the first page of google for show i forgot what the search term is but like you know yeah. sh around show notes show so notes, yeah it's, it's incredibly effective. It does work. It does work, yeah. Okay, so that's a list. That's creating a list infographic. Now let's talk about the steps infographic. Yes. So once again, you can go into so our how-to blog post, like I think Dee already mentioned. 
has will also have the how-to steps. So again, you want to do the same thing. Make sure that they're the right steps that you want to cover. Caption might give you more steps than you want to include in the infographic. Same rules apply. Try to pick three to five. I would urge you to go to three for how-to. Three works for a reason. And then in terms of visualizing it, I think what always works well is, again, you can use Canva for this where because the, the list works well to just give you the, the dot points, but create some sort of visual journey for people. So depending on your brand and how sort of like extra you want to be with it, again, there's lots of representations in Canva. I think if you search how to or process or roadmap, there's lots of different styles that will give you that will give you sort of room to put those steps into a visual form that will show a journey. Mm. I think. And then you can include the results as well if you want. But then I think the, sorry, the results should be in the title of the infographic. Yes. Also, I mean, come on now, like, can you already see the power of what Capture, like the content, the, the universe of content that Capture gives you and what you can do with it is mm. just, it's almost like it's just capped by your imagination, mm. really. Yeah. Okay, so I think, and the, and the last one, which is the visualization of the framework, we don't quite have yet, we don't quite have a solution yet, apart from the fact that generally Capture will pick out a frame, like pick out the framework for you in the content. So if you kind of maybe have forgotten if a framework was, was, was mentioned, then just have a look back in, you know, even if you go to like the description part of Capture, generally it'll be picked up there and you can be like, oh, okay, yes, yes. I did talk about the traffic pyramid, for example. That would be a great visualization yes. of the framework. I think one that we had recently, so definitely I think if it's a strong enough, it's come across strong enough in the content, the interview that you did with, with our guest, Tonya, her 3D formula came through really well. It was in the, it was in our segment. And then I thought, okay, that, those are the 3Ds. That's a good reminder. We've gone and created the segment. So it came through the segment where she walked through her three steps. And then that just, in the meantime, so can you just pick to our editors? Just can you pick those three steps and turn that into an infographic? So again, you'll have to be a little bit more creative for now to find it. In, but definitely in your description, like you said, definitely in any of the steps, if your guest or yourself did go into it in detail. And sometimes it even picks it up in the educational captions as well, because it's trying to communicate that to, you know, from an educational perspective. So good. Okay, so those are the three types of super simple rich media content that you can be creating right now for your blog post. So the first, quote cards. The second, video. And the third are infographics. So go ahead and do that. Because as you can see, you can start to actually monetize your blog post separately and on top of all the other things that you're monetizing right now, which is, which is so super cool. All right, so that's that's it from us today. If you have not, if you're listening to this and you're like, you have no idea what we're talking about, because either you don't have access to Boost or you're not even a Capturevian, which what are you doing? <laughs> if you are not a Capturevian, what are you doing? Just do it already. Then definitely sign up to get, you can actually upgrade straight away and you'll be able to see the power of what it is that we create. And we just, we have even more exciting things coming for that top tier of Boost, like even more SEO tools that we're building in, even more content that we're creating for it's going to be insane so you want to get in you want to get in right now so go and do that you can do that through your dashboard or if you are not signed up to capture already head over to capture.com actually you can get to why don't we link to getdiscovered.capture.com because it also has a free mini audio course that i go through around the two different types of discoverability which is in-app search and search engine search mm -hmm. and how you can use capture to to help you do both of those really quickly, simply, and easily. So getdiscovered.capture.com. We'll leave the link for that in the show notes. 
that's it from us today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, stay Stay awesome. awesome.